We recorded this episode before the news broke about the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade, and so we wanted to take a moment to recognize the pain that a lot of our listeners might currently be experiencing. We are sad. We are angry. We believe that a person's right to decide what is best for their body and their health is a human right, and that this is a major step in the wrong direction for our country. We know that many, ourselves included, may be grieving, and we want to remind you that however you are feeling right now is completely valid. As a platform, we promise to help provide resources that will be helpful to our listeners and to remind them that we are here for support always. Welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. I'm Haley. And my name is Jess. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about making new friends as an adult. We had a listener request this. And I mean, this is very relevant in like my life right now too. So we were like, why the hell not do an episode about it? So I feel like you're actually living this while you're in Arizona. You're like, how am I going to find people to hang out with? I think kind of throughout my life, not just as an adult, I feel like work has been one of those settings where you meet a lot of people and you kind of get the chance to feel them out in like the work setting to know how your personalities mesh and then you can decide to move your friendship beyond the work setting. So I think that like work can be a really good place to meet people, um, especially as an adult. I've definitely met some friends through work before. I'm curious how that differs for people that are remote working though, because like I, I work remote now, but I've already met all of my like coworkers in person because I used to be in person. So I don't really have like a good, I don't know, a good basis for this, like from, from personal experience. Um, but I am curious, like if there's people out there listening to this that work fully remote and they've never met any of their coworkers in person like do you have coworkers that you say are your friends like do you do virtual happy hours together or you know what i mean like from across the country i'd be curious to know other people's like experiences with that yeah well i can tell you so i just me and dustin just had a new roommate moved move in he moved from australia to Washington State because he works for Amazon. And I know that he went on a hike with one of his coworkers the other day, but he is in more of like a remote position. He hasn't gone into the office besides like one day, I think. So I think like you can meet people online and kind of figure out like through the people you're talking to and interacting with and schedule something like going on a hike just to get to know them a little bit more. Yeah, that's like a very bold move. Um, The one like hard part about this entire episode is going to be the fact that like if you're an introverted person, this is going to be a lot more difficult for you. Um, I'm very introverted, so I'm right there with everybody else that's being like that sounds fucking terrifying to just like invite a random coworker that you've never met before on a hike. (laughs) But it's also like that's one of the things I wrote down is like, um, you do have to like interact. Um, so like one of my examples was to attend like local events in your area, um, things that you're interested in, passions of yours. Like if you like painting, go to a painting class or something so you can like meet people that are interested in the same things as you. 
But something big that I wrote down was like, you can't just attend it. You actually have to like interact with people while you're there because I've done that so many times where I've been like, you know what? I'm going to like go to this thing and like make a new friend. And then I get there and I don't talk to anybody. And then I go home and I'm like, what was the fucking point of that, Jessica? Like (laughs) you just looked at other people in a room and then came home. Like, of course you didn't make any friends. Yeah, I definitely have had that experience too. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so cool. I'm going to meet people. And then I get there and I'm like, I don't know how to start a conversation. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I feel like if you are going to an event, you really have to like pump yourself up be in the right mindset. Maybe it's not the week before or the week of your period, like sync it up with your cycle. Yeah. Especially if you are a female who has your cycle. Um, yeah. Cause you definitely have to be willing to put yourself out there a little bit and it's scary. And I can tell you one time where I did go to an event and then was like really shy when I was there the next day I had like browsed on social media for other people that were at the event and then like kind of connect with people on social media there so you can kind of start to deepen the relationship a little bit more before you interact a little bit more I don't know it can feel a little bit more comfortable I think for somebody who is more introverted and shy and afraid of starting a conversation to do that online first Yeah, that definitely like rolls over into something else I had written down, which is like search on Instagram, like search hashtags of things that you're interested in, search hashtags of like the city that you're in, find profiles of people that you're like, this person looks fucking cool. They look like I could be friends with them. And then you can start that slow interaction, you know, just reply to an Instagram story and say, you know, cute shoes or something like that. And like just slowly start to build it rather than have that like upfront face-to-face conversation where if you're me you mentally black out and don't know what to say to somebody so like that is a way easier transition into a friendship I feel like and it's so normal for us these days to build relationships over the internet like that used to be such a foreign and like bad thing to do but realistically people do it all the time now so yeah and then you start to have like different conversation points and things that you can talk about with these people because you maybe know a little bit about them and they know a little bit about you. So it, it can kind of help a little bit for sure. Um, I did kind of want to go back to the events though really quick and just like maybe cover a few sorts of events that we think could be good places to meet people. Um, I know like for me, like finding alcohol-free events or like Sober events in my city has been a really helpful way for me to connect with other people who are like-minded, but I don't necessarily have to seek them out and like make the connection. I can just find an event, buy a ticket for the event, go to the event, and then I know that people there are going to be kind of similar to me. So I think that that is something that can be really helpful. Um on Instagram, the day of our episode, I will share a couple of like event, like sober friendly events and like people that host events on our Instagram stories. So you guys can maybe go check those out as a place to start. Cool. And yeah, I mean, any events that have anything to do with something you're passionate about are 
going to be cool. I mean, you could go to an event that you don't care about at all, too. You'd still probably make friends. But, like, I just definitely think going to something that's interesting to you. Um, For me, out here, there's actually this, like, community that I randomly came across on Instagram. And I don't even remember how. But um, I – well – what I think happened was when I moved here to Phoenix, I started following every Phoenix Instagram page that I possibly could for just like recommendations of things to do in the area because I don't fucking know what to do out here, right? Um, and I think from that, your algorithm obviously starts showing you other things that are related to those pages that you start to follow. So my Instagram obviously was like, this girl's fucking lonely. She needs some help. So let's send her some fucking things to do. And they started showing me this one page um, called City Girls Who Walk, I think is what it's called. Um, And every Sunday, this group of women walks at a different location in the Phoenix area. And it's like at 7 a.m. every Sunday morning. And the f- they've only been doing it for, I think, two months. So they're very, like, new. But the first walk that they ever did was, like, 15 people. And now they're up to almost 200 people at every single walk every Sunday. And it's something that's on my list to go to. I haven't done it yet. But it's something that I'm like, if I want to get out there and I want to meet people and I want to make friends, like, they're literally giving me the opportunity to meet 200 different women in one location and like what's more perfect than just like walking and like making small talk with people you know what I mean and then you can even walk by yourself for part of it too like I just feel like it's a really good opportunity for that so that's kind of an event I wanted to share maybe there's other people in the Phoenix area that are listening to this that are like shit that sounds really cool Yeah. And especially in a setting like that where everybody else is going with the intention to meet other people, it's not like you're meeting up with like a random group of people who are already like super close friends and then you're just like the odd one out. Like everybody is going there hoping to meet other people, which makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. Everyone's going there with the same goal in mind. (laughs) That for sure helps. Um, Did you have other events that you wanted to talk about? Um, I mean, I think that that covers it quite a bit. I did think like going to maybe a concert like by yourself, like of an artist that you really like, that could be a cool place to meet other people who have similar interests. Yeah. And kind of to spin off of this isn't really, I mean, it's sort of an event, but like for me personally, I've made and met friends through the Generation Lime community, which is like a support group type community for people with Lyme disease. And that's something I also wanted to mention is like support group. Um, One of the facts that I actually found when I was researching this, um, sociologists identified the ingredients that need to be in place for us to make friends organically are continuous unplanned interaction and shared vulnerability. And like if I can think about my friends that I've made as an adult, they've been through work which is continuous unplanned interaction. Like you're not there to hang out with each other. You just happen to be interacting with each other nonstop, right? And then shared vulnerability, like that was my support groups for me. Like I met my friends through we shared vulnerability with each other and that's how we grew a friendship. And like those are the two ways I've made friends as an adult. But it does suck because 
when you get older, you get less of those two things. Like those two things don't happen as often for you as they do when you're in school all the time and like, you know, you're always vulnerable and always like continuously interacting with people. Yeah. And I'll say too, with the support group thing, I mean, I feel like that like fitness support groups is it was a really good way for me to make a ton of connections within the past few years. So that's also something that I've personally experienced and made a lot of friends as an adult just through that. To also kind of spin off of, I don't know where to meet people or how to meet people, um, I did want to say to other places, I guess, if you're like not ready to leave the house and go interact with people and maybe like, I don't know, maybe Instagram isn't really your thing either and you don't really know how to do that whole like interaction, there is actually the Bumble BFF um, thing. I I actually – so what's funny is when I moved to Phoenix, somebody was like, you should use Bumble BFF. And I was like, how do I tell my boyfriend that I want to download Bumble to use only the BFF section? Like how do I – I was like, this is like a really awkward conversation to have because if you've ever been on Bumble before, you literally like slide over between BFF and the dating So it's not like a separate app. It's not a separate app. It's literally all in the same thing. So I'm like, this is kind of sketchy. So I don't blame anybody if they're like, eh, I don't know if I should do that because that might cause some, I don't know, trust issues. I did bring it up to Steven. I was like, how would you feel if I used Bumble BFF to like meet people? And like, obviously we talked about it and he was like, no, like I trust you if you want to use it. That's totally fine. Um, I haven't actually done it yet just because I'm exploring other options first before I don't know I feel like there's like a mental thing to like having Bumble on my phone too I'm like I don't really want it there because I've used it for dating in the past it's like PTSD thing I guess I don't know Um, but I've had like people tell me that they've had really good experiences and met really cool people through Bumble BFF so give it a try if you're up for it because I wasn't brave enough to do the Bumble BFF thing, I looked for other apps that are similar. Um, and I did find an app called Meetup. And it's basically groups and like basically like clubs. Remember like clubs in school? It's basically like that, but in your city. Um, so you can like search different like hobbies and stuff on it and search for different types of groups. And people basically just post on there like, hey, Friday night at 7 p.m., this group's meeting up, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, like here's the ticket price if there's a ticket price or it's free or blah, like they give you all the details in it and you just like RSVP on the app so that they know and then you just show up. Yeah. I will also um, mention the Sober Space app does have a connections piece and there are other people on there where you can see their interests, where they live, and you can make connections too with other non-drinkers. Um, so it's kind of similar to Bumble BFF, but it's not a dating app. It's a sober app. So, and sober space, I mean, we've mentioned them definitely quite a few times on this, on our podcast. So if you haven't checked it out yet, highly recommend because they're doing shit right. (laughs) Yeah. So many, so many uses. And also listen to the interview that we did with the founder, um, Hannah Dordick. It was the chronically ill sober bitch episode just a few back. 
Do you have any other tips? I like really don't have any. So my only other one was through mutual friends. I think it makes it a little bit easier. Like if you're getting together with one friend and they bring another friend, you kind of know that you have some similarities. And then I think that it can just make it easier to meet somebody new. And it's also not like a total stranger from the internet or things like that. So if you're not comfortable with meeting strangers from the internet, then definitely through mutual friends is going to be a really good way to do that. Honestly, that's how a lot of people have dated too, you know, is mutual friends. Like, oh, you would probably like this person. You should go out with this person. Like it goes the same thing for friendship. Um, I also suggest like if you do move like I did, like ask your friends back home, do you know anybody that lives out here where I just moved to that you think that I might vibe with, you know, like that's, that's always helpful. And I feel like there's a sense of security too, when you have, or when you are meeting somebody that somebody else already knows. Yeah. And I also think like meeting friends as an adult can be scary, but it's also really cool because you have, I think a little bit more maturity. Maybe you're more comfortable setting boundaries. You really know what you do like and what you don't like or what you want and what you don't want in friendships. So like if you meet somebody for the first time and it wasn't like a total vibe, you don't have to hang out with them again. Um, so just really remember like you're doing this as an adult and you got to do it your way. You don't really have to just accept mediocre friendships or friendships that don't make you feel good. It's, it's really an opportunity for you to find those right people. The number of friends that you make after 25 also like drastically <laughs> decreases. Um, there was like a 2016 study or something about that, um, which is depressing to hear. But like that's why we're doing this episode about it because it's not impossible. It's just you do have to put in a little bit more work. And as Haley said, if you meet somebody and you don't click with them, like that's fine. Hopefully because you guys are both adults, nobody will take it personal. Like not everybody likes everybody. You don't have to be friends with everybody. That's just the reality of life. Um, or maybe you like go out with somebody, you don't really vibe with them, but then they like introduce you to somebody else that you like really vibe with. You know what I mean? There's still the possibility of that. So I think this episode is a good reminder to myself that I need to get out there more, to be honest. So, <laughs> All right. Well, we hope that this episode was helpful for you guys. I know it was good for me to talk about. So this was a nice little therapy session for myself. I hope it was useful. And if you guys have any other tips on how to make new friends as an adult, please throw them our way so that we can share with listeners. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll catch you next time.